0: Nurse. Today is Tuesday, December 4th, and it is approximately 7:23 Central Standard Time. Thank you for stopping by my podcast. My name is Terry and I am a nurse educator and a CPR instructor. I'm also known as The Nurse Informant by my podcast and my blog. My blog name is thenurseinformant.wordpress.com, and I would like for you to go by and browse a little bit, see what I have to offer on that platform. Also, um, as you get to know me, share out my podcast, clap it up and make me your favorite. I wanted to finish up my nursing journey story Like I said on episode 3, I um, got my LPN in 2001, and I wanted to talk to you guys about my journey while I was in school getting my LPN. Um, While I was in school, um, I was, we only did. The uh, program was only like 10 months. And it was at a community college here and at, at my, in my town. And um, I had a few issues with the school that I um, eventually got resolved. And I wanted to tell you, if you are a nurse, you know what I mean once you hear the story. If you're thinking about nursing, you really have to become brave and you really have to stick up for yourself sometimes nursing school could be seen as a little bit of hazing so to speak um not really hazing like you see on the news stories of course I've never been hazed so I can't tell you what hazing's like I could only imagine um however um I've heard the word hazing when you're going to through nursing school and so um, some people attribute their experiences to um, that experience and so um, as I was going through the nursing program I did fairly well at the beginning and um, right in the middle uh, I went through a clinical experience where i got a dirty needle stick and i was um, at a hospital working in as a student nurse in the icu on my clinical and i was making a bed and one of the nurses stuck a needle in the bed after he started in iv on a geriatric patient and was too lazy to take four steps to the um sharps container he stuck the needle in the bed i proceeded to make the bed stuck myself and immediately reported it well i basically was told i hope you have health insurance and pat they pat me on the back and say good luck with that um fortunately I worked for um, one of the biggest um, um, hospitals slash universities here in the state of Arkansas and um, I went to employee health there and they um, took care of me drew my blood and um, it was on a Friday you guys so I was in straight panic mode all weekend trying to find out my results i suspect you don't get hepatitis c or hiv that fast but when you have an incident like that you have to report it and you need to get your blood drawn from you and the patient because you don't really get the opportunity to dig down in the patient's histories and their disease processes etc um when that is particular patient is not your patient and that particular patient was not my patient she was simply uh, I was just simply helping to clean her room and so anyways um the my job took care of me but I had to report it to you know of course the school and the hospital and they just really gave me a hard time you guys I don't know what the deal was but Yeah, um, I try not to be the victim all the time. I don't claim to be a victim. However, um, I do uh, think right is right and um, you should handle things according to policy and procedures. And so um, we had to carry our own personal insurance or some type of liability through the school. However, it did not cover that apparently because I don't ever remember filing a claim. And I did have health insurance as well. And like I said, my um, job took care of me on a kind of like an anonymous basis. So anyway, the instructors and the director of my school program uh, accused me of, um, quote unquote, trying to get them in trouble. And so, you know, that wasn't the case. I had to, you know just let them know I'm, I'm, I'm here to, to be a nurse, not to be abused and um, talked to or treated any kind of way. And so, yeah, I reported what I needed to report to whomever I needed to report it to um, because I believe that my um, job contacted the school as well. So at any rate, I'm just rambling on about that situation, how that was just one situation that I went through in nursing school. The other situation was that they found out I was allergic to uh, um dogs and dander and pet dander. And so the teacher decided to bring uh her dog had a litter and she brought the whole litter to school, and um, I'm, my eyes are watering. I'm just so, I can't even learn in the front seat. You know, I'm sitting at the very front, and so um, it was just awful. It was an awful experience. I had to go to my doctor and get some medication, and my doctor just basically said, I will help you sue them, because that's, appears to be a part of hazing I don't know if that that was her exact words but at any rate like I said before I've never been hazed so I didn't think of it like that but she sent them a letter and they cut it out and actually they called me in the office and they thanked me for the doctor's letter like they didn't know what they were doing was wrong but at any rate um we uh I continued on in the program so as the months went by, I'm doing fine. Everything's good. And um, the director came into the classroom and accused everyone of cheating because we were doing so well. Well, we have found out that some of the instructors were taking certain students to their house to do extensive um, study with them and help them get through the program and for what all we know they gave answers we don't know that particularly because we actually requested to come to the study groups and we were told no because I was allergic to dogs and that um another girl with me she was um also allergic and that we were not allowed because they were not locking their dogs up and they weren't cleaning up um anything to now this is as an instructor is telling us no you cannot come to my house for the study groups because i'm not locking my dogs up for you straight up and down that's what she said yes it's true so what we did was we formed our own study group after class and um there was a a young lady there who went to the an rn program And she was very, very smart. She was making all A's. And she basically tutored us. And thus, we made all A's. So, um, the teacher thought that we were cheating, but we were not. We were just getting the extra help that we needed to graduate. So, that was that. This, you know, I graduated in 2001. And I, like I said, I went to um, work as an LPN on the Mad Search Floor. I did my year um, on Um, med surge actually I did three years on med surge then I moved to rehab all the while I was working at a nursing home as a um charge nurse or nursing supervisor or whatever um on the 11p to 7a shift and so back then which is 2001 my starting salary my starting hourly wage was nine dollars and 37 cents and I worked at that place and I'm I got up to eleven dollars and thirty and forty four cents eleven forty four um as a matter of fact I bought my first house on the nine dollars and thirty seven cents you guys I I'm trying to tell you your girl is bad, okay? But anyway, um I worked my way up to $11.44, but I found out that I could make more money in a nursing home and more money on night shifts. So, while I was making the 11 uh at the hospital, I was also making $17 at um the nursing home. That's 2001. So, I'm sure that they're up um, way more than that. Now, um, I don't know any LPNs to ask, but, um, you guys, you you probably know someone or whatever, but, um, at any rate, uh, I worked as an LPN for five years. I did some hospice and, um, home hospice care, and then I, um, proceeded, while I was working in hospice, I proceeded to do my RN program, and I whizzed straight through that with my associates, no problems, on uh, top of my class, and, um, then I started working on a med search floor, um, as an RN, and, um, they, they, I worked at this hospital, who I will not mention, maybe it'll slip, but at any rate, I worked at this hospital, and they were like, um, yeah, you've been an RN for two weeks, girl, you can be charged, you are good, you've been working here, you know, and you, you, you've been working here as an LPN, you know, and, um, we love you, we know you, you're, you know, we know you can, you know, boss people around and all that, and so, I told them no I don't have any charge nurse experience and as an RN um, I'm trying to acclimate to what my responsibilities are as an RN and the basics not being charged which I did know that at that time you know one being a nurse for one year at least doing charge but not two weeks come on you guys so I pretty much was like I quit. Because I'm all about protecting my licensors. And we are one of the few um, professionals that can go to jail if we harm someone. So we have to be very, very careful when we are taking care of patients and taking care of medical business. I mean, it is serious business. And so um the director went and got one of the nurses um administrators and they pulled me into the break room they said, Well, if you quit, we'll never hire you again. I said, If this is the way you guys treat your new nurses, I don't ever want to work here again. My exact words. So I ended up quitting and going to a another Facility where I got excellent training. And um, three months later, the um, that particular place called me back and said, Hey, listen, we're sorry. We didn't mean to treat you like that. And we put you down for eligible for rehire. And I'm like, cool. But at any rate, I went on to get my BS in. And then, um, like I said before, um, I graduated um, from WGU with my master's in nursing education. And so I'm doing this podcast because um, I wanted to encourage you guys to uh, keep moving despite the discouragement, despite the hardship. Like literally when I was in the LPM program, I was homeless at one time. I mean, I wasn't like sleeping out in the car with the kids or whatever. I did have to move a few times. Um, and I ended up um, staying with a friend until I, I um, was finished with my program. And, um, you know, I had a couple car accidents that tried to take me out. But, of course, I did not let that stop me from reaching my goals. And um, there, I've, met, I've met so many people that have um, let um, life uh, keep them from their goals and it's just uh, the trick of the enemy is what I call it. I mean, you know, if if you're going to be successful, there are a lot of things that you have to sacrifice and um, there's just um, ways that you can get around it if you reach out to people for help and um yes i could have stopped and yes i could have been hurt but you know i just reached out to my my sisters and Uh, my friends and just let them know what was going on with me and for the most part they were able to step in and i i basically demanded help i'm like you guys know who i am you know what i'm trying to do you see i have these kids you in order for me to take care of them and you know be a bit more independent um i need you to help me pick them up from school this what I need from you won't last forever. The month is only 10 months. I mean, the program is only 10 months. Or um, when I went to RN school, it was only one year because I had already had my pre-courses and um, I was at LPN. When I went back for my BSN, um, I only, I did that in a year because, uh, of course, I had to get my other pre-courses together. Um, and then Western Governors University is a two and a half year program. And I did that in a year and I just pretty much buckled down. I refocused and I redefined everything that I needed to do to be successful. I kept journals and I wrote things down step by step everything I needed to be successful that's exactly you know kind of like what I did I when I had trouble in the programs I called my instructor and I said hey listen I'm having trouble with this section can you help me and if they couldn't then they would direct me to the librarian or another resource that could help me and so uh I I Want to, my ultimate goal with this podcast, with my um, blog, and what I'm trying to do as a nurse educator is to encourage people who have lost their way encourage people who want to get in the healthcare field encourage nurses who think that there's nothing else out there um that they can do except for bedside nursing and just to encourage you to not give up you know i, I could have you know cried and ran off and did all kinds of stuff but i was determined and I already said that I would be who I am if it takes me until I'm 50. So when I had to take A&P one twice, um, anatomy and physiology twice, I said, okay, since I didn't pass the first time, it must have been something I missed. I had to take anatomy and physiology two twice. I said, okay, the first time when I didn't pass, there's something I must have missed. And so I didn't let those repeat classes get me down or anything like that and i just i just want to um you know just encourage you guys that if you're listening to this podcast if you know someone who needs to be encouraged um have them follow me or they can go to the nurse informant um the nurse informant.wordpress.com and follow my blog. Um, I'm going to come back tomorrow and we're going to discuss 10 side hustles for nurses. And some side hustles can turn into main jobs and so or businesses i started a cpr business and it has been good to me as well as some consulting and um i do admission letters for nursing students graduate students who are having trouble wording their admissions letters you would be um Surprised at my letters, they sound nothing like me for whatever reason, I am uh, very articulate <laughs> in writing as opposed to talking um I don't have a script in front of me now, and so I'm trying to give you as much information as you can stand on a podcast um I know that some can last long and some can be short. But I want you to feel me, get to know me, and um, like I said, share it out to people who you think it would be um, informational to. Um, make me one of your favorites. Give you know clap it up for me if this information has helped you, inspired you, or. If you're going to come back and just, you know, see what else I have for you. Um, Like I said, I'm going to come back tomorrow and we're going to talk about 10 side hustles for nurses. And I'm going to give you some resources that you can use to um get those going and um, if you are listening to this podcast and you are not a nurse you can still follow me because i'm gonna do some health and wellness on here as well we may talk about um Blood pressures, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, all the normal stuff that everyone else is talking about that's prevalent in our communities and throughout our southern states. obesity and i can talk about those things because i suffer with a lot of it my own self and of course my family um i have um helped my mom with her diabetes and got her down to a normal range as well as her blood pressure so we'll talk a little bit about putting cayenne pepper and warm water to lower your blood pressure and your blood sugar and um things like that so anyways um thank you for stopping by for listening and i'll be back to talk to you guys soon have a great day and i'm sorry about the rambling but this has been like the most fun i've ever had anyways talk to you soon take care